Hi everyone and welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm Kerry and this is episode 36, which is part two of our Christmas mashup. We have changed the pace leading up to Christmas. We've gone all L casual for these episodes. We've had some amazing guests join us again, people that have been on the show throughout 2020, and a massive thank you to those coming on the show to share their Christmas joy and stories with us. To anyone watching or listening, thank you so much for joining me throughout 2020, and I wish you all a Merry Christmas festive greetings, and a happy new year for 2021. So, John, what is your favourite thing about Christmas? Yeah, well, especially I think this year, um, the celebrating with with family and friends is always good. You know, I think too many times during the year, you sort of, um, it's like, oh, we really should catch up again or whatever. But Christmas sort of really does force the issue and it makes you make an effort to actually connect. Um, You know, this year, I think one of the things that I'm most sort of looking forward to is uh, my son, he's now three and everything that is like uh, Santa and Christmas related, he now quite understands. So the Christmas tree got up and I think everything to, you know, within a metre height has been moved about 20 times because he loves taking the baubles off. But um, yeah, he's uh, super, super excited for Santa to come. Uh, down the chimney so um, yeah I think that's going to be something I definitely am looking forward to seeing on Christmas day but yeah just getting together with uh, with family and friends is probably what I look forward to the most. Yeah for sure and your little one so last year he was only two so you're you're looking for this epic change between last Christmas (laughs) and this Christmas. (laughs) Yep absolutely you know last Christmas he sort of didn't really understand what the whole Christmas thing was but obviously understood the present side of it when he woke up and saw some presents but this year he sort of the anticipation component he gets it so yeah um, yeah, yeah it's awesome oh that's cool awesome and what's your favorite thing about Christmas um my favorite thing about Christmas is time to spend with my family um, I think that's really what Christmas is about. Christmas, of course, is about, um, you know, the Christian family yeah. and uh, it's, it's a great time to get together. I don't get to see my son who's an adult now, so it's nice to spend that time with him. And, you know, our parents are in uh, faraway places, so we get to see them too. Oh, lovely. I love about Christmas. Yay. So, Dan, tell me what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Uh, food. And uh, and just spending time with with family. To be honest, I mean, I um, actually grew up in interstate in Marimbula, uh, and so going back to Marimbula, hanging out with parents and nieces and nephews and all that kind of stuff. Now it's a lot of fun. So it's usually a very relaxed Christmas day spent by the beach. Um, lots of food, a great afternoon nap. Um, <laughs> food coma and, nap. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's right. And then uh, leftovers and a few more drinks at night. So uh, yep. it's it's a great little beach, um, uh, relaxed Christmas day. And I think that's the best part of it. It's a day we just get to do nothing, and you can switch nothing. on and enjoy the food and the company. That's exactly what it's all about. Love it, Joe. What is your favourite thing about Christmas? Uh, I think it's probably the same as everyone, and it's getting together with family. Yes. So, yeah, so that's the main thing. Yeah, you don't sit there in anticipation of what your present's going to be. It's more about the kids and the grandkids, isn't it? <laughs> I can't wait to give the grandkids their presents. It's going to be such a good year. 
um, my grandson is three and so it's just going to be so fun to watch him. <laughs> I've actually got another guest on the show that has a three-year-old as well and we were just chatting about it and I said to him, oh, mate, this year with a three-year-old is going to be so much more exciting than last year. Yay. Oh, so much more. Yeah, it'll be so exciting. <laughs> and do you have any Christmas traditions? Um, Christmas traditions, other than sort of, I suppose, getting together with with uh, with the family, um, that's probably one of the main ones. We do uh, we do sort of, um, I, I suppose, a bit of a boring one, but we do usually watch like the carols. So yeah. watch the carols on telly, um, and then potentially maybe not this year, but usually uh, locally they've got a Christmas carols down at um, the Footy Oval. So we'd usually go down there and um, do that with some with some friends, um, and then obviously just a bit of R and R after after Chrissy in between New Year. But yeah, sort of the, the Christmas carol thing is something we do. Yeah, cool, cool. I love it. Do you have any Christmas traditions? Oh, yeah. Um, biggest Christmas tradition is we put the Christmas tree up on December 6th. Ooh. Yeah, December 3rd. Um, this one went up December 6th. Um, it's the feast of St Nicholas, who's Santa Claus, and that's my birthday. Of so course. Mrs Claus, you know. <laughs> Yeah, Christmas tree always goes up on the 6th of December. It's um, anyone who's European, if you've got a Dutch background or a German background, you'll know where I'm coming from because I do a lot of celebrations on the 6th of December. Oh, this sounds good. I might have to mark that on my calendar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Dutch have got a really big thing. Yeah, excellent. Dan, do you have any Christmas traditions? Um, well, probably not so much myself or probably ones that I'm a part of. So um, my dad will hate me saying this, but he is, uh, he's a horrible singer, but he does love a good Christmas album. And he will always uh, duck down to the local sanity before Christmas and generally get the worst Christmas CD. (laughs) Generally it could be a Neil Diamond um, Christmas hits, maybe a bit of Michael Bublé if he wants to be something a little bit more modern. Um, But generally I will wake up on Christmas morning, him belting out some sort of Christmas carol. Um, poorly and that is my alarm Uh, so as much as I hate it uh, it is a good signal that today is Christmas day so and are we talking a respectable hour uh, general I mean respectable by his um, time zone not so sure if it is mine but it is it's always generally kick off Christmas day on that and then um, being growing up by the beach uh my family will generally start with a big seafood uh lunch to start off with plenty of plenty of prawns and oysters but uh funnily enough even though i grew up on the beach i don't eat any seafood uh so the first first hour of me is um me generally either having my first drink while i watch them eat prawns and oysters um or having something to myself but that's a christmas tradition that can't um, unfortunately, just be part of it. You have to, yeah. but that's part and parcel. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Joe, what um, do you have any Christmas traditions? Hmm. Yeah, we do, like the stockings that I was showing you earlier. <laughs> um, so <laughs> until this year, my children are in their 30s, but I was still giving them stockings. Yeah. Um, but we have prawns. We always have to have prawns. Oh. The kids are just devastated if we didn't have prawns every Christmas. Yeah. And we do. Um, we do a sort of traditional, we, it's, it's probably a demamiel, which is 
my maiden name, fam, um, traditional Christmas food. Um, but then we've got the pillin mixed in. Oh, <laughs> a combo. I hear a, a combo. combo. Yeah. yeah, a fusion. A fusion, a fusion. Is what my daughters oh. would say. Wonderful <laughs> word. That's great. I love it. What's your or what has been the best Christmas present you've ever received? <laughs> yeah, I was actually I was thinking about this one and I sort of thought, oh, there's been a few that have been pretty good. But um, my wife actually surprised me with a helicopter flight um, over, yeah, over Melbourne, which was which was awesome. So that was a, a few Christmases uh, back and um, we departed out of Essendon. Um, and took a really nice joy flight around and then had lunch and then returned. So, yeah, that's probably been the uh, the best one that I've had and um, yeah, the most far out one, I would think, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Obviously, you didn't do that on Christmas Day, so this was a, a gift on Christmas Day for a January booking or something like that. Correct, yeah, yep, yep. So, yeah, got the voucher and it was all, uh, I suppose, super pumped and excited and then, um, yeah, a few, few weeks later we, we booked it in. Awesome, awesome. And Anne, what's the best Christmas present you've ever received? I had to really think about that one. And you know what? I think my my favourite Christmas present is um, a piece of embroidery. Uh, My family, we all embroider, and after um, a big Christmas lunch, we'd sit around in those hot, long summer school holidays and we'd all embroider. It's a bit very Jane Austen. Yeah. I remember my very first Irish linen tablecloth. So if anyone's an embroiderer, you know what I mean about Irish linen, beautiful stuff. And so I got it when I was 16 years old and it was beautiful. The pattern was wattles and I remember working on that over the summer holidays. And, you know, I've still got it. Oh, wow. Use it. It's on the table every Christmas and it still looks good 41 years later. No, believe I've still got it. I'm wow. still, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Fantastic. That. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. What a good little story behind it as well. Awesome. Then what is the best Christmas present you've ever received? Um oh, I was trying to think back of some ones that I got as a kid, um, but my memory is not that good. So probably more recent was uh, one, I have a sporting bucket list that I like to tick off over the years. One of the ones on the bucket list was going to a Boxing Day test to the Ashes. Yep. And England were out uh, for the Ashes, so I was fortunate enough to be in Melbourne and not have to, unfortunately, because, you know, not being in Melbourne for Christmas time and being eight hours away uh, with family, it makes it a little bit harder to go to any Boxing Day test. So managed to be in Melbourne for the one year and to see the cricket the next day was just the spectacle, the atmosphere. It was everything that I could have expected. Had a great day. So that was probably getting tickets to Boxing Day on awesome. Christmas Day was was a really probably one of the most memorable ones. Yeah, good. And what is the best Christmas present you've ever received? Well, I probably should say my grandson and granddaughter being born just close to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> so probably those. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably can't think of any presents as such, but, yeah, oh, just awesome. the kids being born. Yeah. yeah. That's sweet. Awesome. 
And if you could spend Christmas anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? Yeah, okay, good one. Um, look, I have to say I do love uh, home in Australia. I, I do definitely love Australia and I don't have any qualms in being here. I love it. But if it was anywhere in the world, I think it would be um, New York. And the reason is that I've never experienced, um, nor with my family, uh, a winter Christmas or a white Christmas. So I think seeing that and potentially, you know, um, the big Christmas tree at like the Rockefeller Centre could be awesome and the ice skating and all of that, that sort of, I suppose, is usually portrayed as Christmas and cold versus us, the Christmas and hot. Yeah. I think, yeah, that would be maybe something that, um, yeah, I would like to do at some point in my life. And, um, yeah, as a one-off, that, that would probably be my pick. I think you're on the money there because a lot of us Aussies, you know, we have our hot Christmas and, and we've experienced, you know, all forms of a warm Christmas, even even on the cooler, cloudy days, it's still quite warm. Um, but we get yeah. this fantasy from all these Christmas movies of this <laughs> white Christmas. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the top of many people's list, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. And if you could spend Christmas anywhere in the world, where would it be and why? You know what? It wouldn't matter anywhere. It's who I'm with. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, with my husband and my son. So last year it was Sydney. Ooh. This year it'll be at home. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe next year Fiji or New Zealand. So long as the three of us are together, yeah. um, it doesn't matter where. Yeah. Excellent. No dreams of a white Christmas? You don't want to head overseas to the snow? Or- um. No, not really. Um, no, having I'm an Aussie girl. Um, Christmas is not about snow. It's ridiculous, even though we're putting up, you know, snowmen and, you know, conifers and that. But for me, it's hot summer days, the smell of gardening, you're in jasmine and the taste of prawns. Oh, yeah. So, no, never had a real hankering for the white Christmas, no. Might be just nice to watch it on the movies and just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Dan, if you could spend anywhere in the world for Christmas, where would it be and why? Um, yes, yeah, funny. I mean, a lot of Australians always want to experience a white Christmas and I think there's an element of me that probably would like to do that um, one year. So with the snow inside, your warm traditional type Christmas meal. Um, but there are times when, you know, on Christmas Day and I'm sitting on uh, the back deck at mum and dad's in the sun um and heading down towards the beach and I really wouldn't replace it for anything around the world so there are times where you know I just want to be at home with family and and that's honestly one of the best places I think in the world to spend any day but um, especially Christmas day so maybe one of those little things I'll tick off one time but certainly in no rush um (laughs) and making the most of every single little bit that I get to spend with family yeah, I could picture you kind of sitting there freezing, going, "I wish I was by the beach. I wish it was Aussie summer." That's right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think in the southern hemisphere we all want to experience once, but then people in the northern hemisphere sort of say, "No, you don't." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and if you could spend Christmas anywhere in the world, where would it be, and why? Okay, <laughs> this is going to be funny. It's Hungary, which is. <laughs> My, it's my little hometown and that's because all my siblings that we just have I just really love to have all my siblings and 
um, all my cousins. We used to have great Christmases. So, yay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, John, I'm going to give you five seconds to name three of Santa's reindeers. Are you ready? Yep. Go. Five, All right. Rudolph, four, Dasher, Dancer. Three, two, Thomas, one. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. You did really well. You did really well. I have to say, I, I, I probably did have an unfair advantage, as I said, with a three-year-old son um at the moment our favorite uh, movie of the of the minute is the tim allen the santa claus movie and i think i've probably seen that about uh probably 20 times in the last uh month so i'm a, I'm a bit across the reindeers <laughs> yeah no you you did really well so there's there's blitzen dasher donna prancer dancer vixen cupid did i mention comet Oh, can't yeah, remember. oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, and there's obviously Rudolph, um, but there's yeah. another one that um, it's called Clyde. I didn't even Clyde. Know. Yeah, who's Clyde? <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a new one. I haven't heard of him. <laughs> no, no, I, I googled it obviously, and I was like, Clyde. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I've never heard of Clyde. <laughs> Clyde the reindeer. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So we'll all be across that as of next yep. year, for sure. Absolutely. And I want to give you five seconds to tell me the name, three names, sorry, three names of Santa's reindeers. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, go. Five. Dancer and um, Blitzen. Three, two. Did one. I get them? How many have I got to do? You did it. You did oh, it. Right. You nailed it in like a second and a half. That was like a record. <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, Anne wins the prize for the best Rudolph and what? What did you say, Rudolph Dasher? De I didn't do Rat Rudolph. I did Dasher oh. Dancer in um, Blitzen. Everyone has said Rudolph, so I've got Rudolph on the brain. <laughs> and I have to ask the question: Did you know that there was one called Clyde? Yeah. Me yeah well, Clyde. well that's what google tells me I'm, I'm just going by google oh there you go i can look that up i didn't know that yeah me neither Blitzen. Oh, Blitzen, Dasher, donna dancer prancer rudolph comet cupid vixen vixen and clyde hmm. well there you go, there you go. everyone's learning about clyde this year oh, i'm going to find out about clyde yeah. <laughs> Dan, I'm going to give you five seconds to name three of Santa's reindeers. Are you ready? Uh, yes. Right. Five. Rudolph. Four, Blitzen. Three, two. One. <sighs> no. Mate, you were so close. I thought you were going to get it. <laughs> What's the other one? There's one that wasn't it rhyme with? Oh, I'm trying to think of them in my head. What? You want me to read them out? Yeah, rattle them off. Okay. So, Rudolph, you got. Yeah. There's Blitzen. Yeah. Uh, Dasher, Donna, Dasher, yeah, Dasher, Donna, Prancer, Prancer, Dasha, uh, Comet, Cupid, Comet, Vixen, Ah, oh, Vixen, and Clyde. A Clyde, really? Who's Clyde? Clyde's an interesting one. This is what Google tells me. I right. By Google. Okay. Well. Well. Fair enough. Guided by Google. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you five seconds to name three of Santa's reindeers. Are you ready? No. no. <laughs> Go. Five. Rudolph. Four. Dancer. Three. Happy? I don't know. Two. One. Nothing in third. Zero. Sorry. 
there is, you got, which ones did you get? You got, I got two. You got two, two and dancer. Dancer, good one. Not a lot of people get dancer. There's Blitzen, Dasher, mm. Donna, Prancer, Cupid, Comet, Vixen, Rudolph and Dancer, of course. And did you know there's one called Clyde? <laughs> no idea. Nobody knows about Clyde. No, I don't know about Clyde at all. I only found out because I Googled it, obviously, to, yeah. to make sure that I had the answer. Who's Clyde? <laughs> I don't know. And, and how out of left field is Clyde compared to all the other names? Well, I always thought Vixen was a little bit off, but then I found Clyde and I went, well, that's even worse. Like, that's <laughs> that's crazy. it. Crazy. <laughs> uh, good, good. Do you remember as a child, did you ever have coins in the Christmas pudding? And if so, how do you feel about it now? <laughs> um, I do. It was probably an early memory, um, you know, of a Christmas pudding with the, the little, um, they were like almost like copper coins, I think. Um, probably ideally, um, thinking about it now, yeah, cool tradition, but Probably not a great idea on Christmas to choke on something in another <laughs> emergency, but um, yeah, like it was definitely something. I, I like I can probably remember it quite young, and then it just disappeared. Um, the coin thing, but um, yeah, definitely remember it as a young as a young kid. And I I think you know let's say a COVID saved Christmas, that would probably be a no no. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> I I remember it quite well, but the thing I can't remember was. Was the pudding cooked with them in it or did they go in <laughs> after it? I just, I can't remember. I just remember uh, for us, I don't think we had the copper ones. I think it was like five and 10 cent pieces. And yep. yeah, how did anyone not choke? I just don't, I can't Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, Christmas pudding always brings back memories. My um, auntie's got quite a, a large family and usually we'll go over there It'll either be lunch or dinner, and um, my auntie's mum, so almost uh, it's like a nana to me as well. She used to make this pudding, and I suppose as a kid it was massive, but it was it just reminded me of like a watermelon. Like it was so so big. She'd make this massive pudding, and that was what I remembered the, the coins in. So hi to Bianca out there if you're watching, and Nani Jen. That's uh, that's where I get that memory from. And now the question is, John, was that pudding really that big, or were you just <laughs> a child? <laughs> Yeah, I think it could have been a mixture of both because um, being in an Italian family, nothing's ever done by halves. It's always more, more, more. So it was probably big, but I was probably also exceptionally small. So, yeah, maybe it wasn't the huge watermelon. Maybe it was a cantaloupe. <laughs> yeah, good good one. I like that. My next question for you, Anne, is do, do you have a childhood memory, or it could be still a thing, of coins in the Christmas pudding? I've got a great story about <gasps> Coins um, in the Christmas pudding. Oh, please. Um, yeah, it's about when I met my husband. So um, I met my husband when we were both 21. Yep. And I went to the family Christmas dinner okay. and Brian's grandmother used to make this massive Christmas pudding. It was like bigger than a football. <laughs> and um, so she cut it up and served it up and said to my mother-in-law, future mother-in-law, now that piece is Anne's. That Texas Bryant's. Yeah. And my mum never cooked Christmas pudding. She never cooked Christmas cake. So I didn't know about the coins. So here am I eating this Christmas pudding and I chewed on this sixpence. Oh, wow. And um, Brian spat out a button. 
and everyone was smiling and really happy. It was sort of like, oh, you found it, you know, and I realised that I'd been accepted. To be accepted by Brian's grandmother mm. in such a way was such an honour. And um, I think of her every Christmas. And, um, yeah, she was a beautiful woman. Her name was Molly. And uh, the man she married is in the portrait behind me. Oh, there he is. Yeah, and they went on to have 12 children. Yeah, she was a beautiful woman, Molly. Wow. Wow, that's fantastic! Oh, and and it has been. I confess, I've I've spoken with a few guests, and um, yeah, I was feeling like the only child that went through the coins in the Christmas pudding. So I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one. <laughs> yeah, being an adult, but yeah, yeah, we got it. And we did, we then make the Christmas pudding for years mm. afterwards, and it was massive. You'd have to stick it on the barbecue outside to boil it. <laughs> that's, that's massive. <laughs> Because we had 12 kids, so we just kept on making these massive. I've still got the recipe in her handwriting somewhere. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Oh. And, Dan, do you have any memories uh, in your childhood of having coins in your Christmas pudding? Yes, absolutely. Finally. <laughs> funny story. My, uh, my granddad, bless his soul, uh, grew up in tougher times and the old... Uh, five, 10 and 20 cent pieces that would go in there and he'd take out there. Don't worry. He'd be pocketing those and taking home with him. Uh, (laughs) The only man that would have no change on his plate by the end of it. Um, And yeah, he couldn't believe it when mum decided one year to get a little bit snazzy and clean off some one and $2 coins and start to put those in there. Uh, And so as a young kid, that was when I was like, I probably had half the pudding searching for them, I think. <laughs> so, yes, definitely always got to have the coins in the pudding. And and how do you feel about this now? Is this still a thing for you? Definitely. Yeah, oh. yeah. Mum's still still got to make sure, you, especially this year, probably make sure that you boil them and just disinfect them a little bit. Um, Mum's tried one year to actually cook it, cook them in there yeah. prior to. Yeah. Um and they ended up just being a little bit too well baked in there. So it's a, it's a past, it's after the fact type thing yeah. um, that she sticks them in there. But no, definitely always got to have coins in there, plenty of custard, double up with ice cream as well if you want to. Oh, yeah. um, custard, cream, ice up. cream, layer it yeah. up. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Love it. Next question, Joe, and this one's a tough one. I hope you're ready. Did you ever have coins in your Christmas pudding and how do you feel about it now? And yes, I did. Oh, yay. <laughs> I'm not the only one. That's showing my age, I think. Um, yes, we had. We used to have, um, my nan used to make Christmas puddings with threepences and um, whatever the other things were called. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We loved it. Yeah. We loved it as kids because it was such fun. And we and only Nan was really strict and she'd only let us have out of our, our only little piece. She wouldn't let us search through the pudding. <laughs> Do you reckon they were cooked in it or were they put in after? No, they were cooked. They were, they were cooked, cooked in it. it. Oh, wow. Well, that kind of makes you feel a little bit like... <laughs> a bit cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Would you, would you do it now? Would you, is it something that you've carried on? No, I haven't carried yeah. it on. Um, 
because I did hear that the new coins, you couldn't do it. So I don't know oh. whether that's true, but we that's what we were always told after sort of, after Nan stopped making them. Yeah. Because um, she kept a collection of them. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so they sort of disappeared and then, yeah, so no one's ever done it since. <laughs> I remember yeah. them and and I was actually thinking the other day, we used to have five and ten cent pieces in ours. But I don't know if they were cooked in it or they were put in after. I can't remember. I'm going to have to ask my dad. I just don't even know. Because no, ours I, were definitely cooked in it. Yeah, and I feel like, yeah. and I'll, I will have to ask him, I feel like they were put in after, which kind of really makes me think. But I think it was for the purpose of like that half of the pudding is for you and your brother so that they were planted on purpose. So maybe yeah. they didn't want them or they'd only gave them to, I don't know, there'll, there'll be some science behind it, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe it was that they weren't able to be cooked because that's what we were told, that we weren't able to cook the new decimal oh, currency. That could yeah. be it. That yeah, be I'm it. not sure. <laughs> and I have to ask a very interesting question. Yep. Who is it trifle or pavlova? Trifle. It's yeah. absolutely trifle. Yep. Sorry. It's definitely trifle. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't I can't go past it. A bit of trifle. I always go that way. <laughs> I'm the same. I love both, but gravitate to the trifle every time. Yes. Yep. Yep, for sure. <laughs> if you had to choose between trifle or pavlova. Is there a choice? No, I, I don't think so. I, I have both, both. <laughs> I love trifle and I love pav. <laughs> And I have to share, that's what I love about Christmas is this guilt-free food fest. Like, forget the calories, forget yeah. the scales. It's just on for young and old and it's a feast. I love it. <laughs> and other than the Christmas pudding, are you a trifle or pavlova person? Oh, can't go past mum's trifle. Uh, <laughs> she always does a trifle as well. I do love um, pavlova, but, yeah, she... Um, she likes to, she's starting to experiment a little bit with um, the trifle now as well and all these different liqueurs. So you never know what you're going to get when you get to the sponge part of the trifle these days. Um, yes, sometimes she's gone a little bit overboard uh, <laughs> with the old liqueur and the trifle. But it's, um, yeah, we've always, always got to have some of my mum's trifle. That's traditional dish uh, Christmas on the Christmas table for sure. Yeah. Now, my next really difficult question for you. They're is, so difficult, Kerry. <laughs> I know, I know. It's hard work. I Trust me, trust me. Trifle or pavlova? Hmm. Well, we don't actually have pav at Christmas. Oh. In my family, we have um, trifle. Yeah. My dad likes so much sherry in it that I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> so I prefer pav, but we yep. don't have it. Right. <laughs> That's the answer. That is the answer. If I get to your place for Christmas, I'll leave the trifle. <laughs> well, you just don't put as much sherry in. Yes. <laughs> be it, yep. John, how do you feel about hot cross buns being in the stores so close after Christmas? Yeah. Um, look, I 
to tell you the truth, I'm not a massive sweet tooth, so it doesn't really bother me a huge amount, but I do know like my wife loves hot cross buns and if they could be in, uh, you know, Baker's Delight year round, she'd be all for that. Um, you know, and so though, you know, the, I'm, I do say I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of the, the normal. So, you know, there's the chocolate ones and there's all of the others, but I think like the ones with the raisins are, or, or the ones that I'd, I'd sort of more gravitate toward. But yeah, oh, well, oh, good Christmas and Easter all year round. Could be, or couldn't be better. Exactly, exactly. That was my next question. Was it fruit or no fruit? But you've already answered that. So <laughs> you can tick that one off. But the interesting one is toasted or untoasted? Mm, uh, I'm definitely a toasted. I'm definitely pop them, cut it in half in the toaster and a little bit of butter on is, mm. uh, yeah, is my preference. Yeah, exactly. Now, Anne, here's a tricky one for you. Yeah. How do you feel about hot cross buns hitting the stores right after Christmas? Completely unnecessary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no. Hot cross buns are meant for Easter. <laughs> Easter, otherwise you've got nothing special. I know. That's true. I can't disagree with that. I love hot cross buns. If they yeah. can just take a cross off them, yeah. I'd eat them all the time. I love yeah. them. That's right. Yeah. And is it fruit or no fruit for you? Oh, fruit. Definitely fruit. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Toasted or untoasted? I think I'm like an untoasted. Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to change it up. We're going to talk about hot cross buns. How do you Mm. feel about hot cross buns hitting the stores straight after Christmas? Oh, they should be there 24-7, 365 days a year. Agreed. If I could, if I could have them there, absolutely. Um, yeah, they. I, I and before anyone says yes, I know they do make them just without the crosses, but they're not the same. Um, and there's not as many available of them. So, yeah, come the end of Easter, uh, always stock up with the last few runs of them in the freezer. Yep. Bust them out. Um, you know, depending how. Uh, generally around Easter, it would be a in the oven. I can wait for them, yep. but uh, the few weeks leading up to Easter, it would be a quick microwave um, <laughs> job in there, and they'd always be a little either nighttime snack or maybe a morning tea snack. Oh, morning tea sounds delicious, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. yes. Let's hurry up and get past Christmas so we can get to. That's the, the best part, Christmas. right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and for you, Dan, is it fruit or no fruit? Um. I'm no, no, I'm pro fruit. Um, you know, you can stick a little bit of orange peel in there. Um, I don't mind that. Um, I actually prefer the fruit over all these chopped chip numbers that have come out and everything, but no, no, traditional hot cross buns, put the orange peel in there, sultana and raisin it up. That's fine. Yeah. Um, more fruit, the better. Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask if it's toasted or untoasted, you've gone to the oven already. So maybe it's definitely the warmed version. Yeah, yeah, you need a you need needs to be a bit of warm so the butter just melts on there and it just gets to so it's nice and soft. Yeah. Um yeah, it needs to be at a level where at least the butter can melt. That's mm-hmm. key. Agreed, agreed. Sometimes I've been known to grab them on the run and yep. just fly out the door with them, but yes, yep. agreed. If you can get that perfect melt, that's mm. to die for. Yes. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> And Joe, how do you feel about hot cross buns hitting the supermarkets so close after Christmas? I hate it. Oh, I hate it. I think it's just so 
it feels real. It commercialises it too much, and it just makes me really um, think. Oh, give us a break. <laughs> I get it. I get it 100%. I can't disagree, but I am an avid fan of hot cross buns. They should, oh, they should sell them all year round in my book. Just take the cross off, you know, just leave yeah. it. And I think actually years ago, Safeways, Woolworths, whatever it was called, I'm sure they had a little fruit bun during the mm. year that was just like a hot cross bun. And I just used to buy it, but they took them away. I was sad. Because <laughs> they wanted to commercialise it. <laughs> yes. How do you feel about the different flavours? Like there's fruit, there's no fruit, but then there's chocolate. They've, they've got all these variations these days. Which one are you? I prefer the traditional, the fruit. Yep. Um, I don't like chocolate at all. No, nah, me neither. Mm. <laughs> I but saw... the plain would be okay. Yes, I think so. Yeah, you can get away with the plain, definitely mm. with the fruit. I think I saw a caramel one last year. It's getting all out there. It's it's just going whole whole another level. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't like that either. No. Nah. And for you, Joe, is it toasted or untoasted? It just depends. Toasted, if because I find that often they're not they're quite dense, and so yeah. I prefer to toast them then. But yep. if they're a really nice light bun, then. Yeah. I like it without toast. And, and you're right. I think you're onto something because I remember many, many years ago, 10 years ago, perhaps, they used to come in a foil tray mm -hmm. and then you cut them up. It was like a slab with six little buns on top. And they, you're right, they were quite dense. They were almost not quite cooked, like you had to. Yes, they were very oven. Yeah. But then these days they don't put them in the tray. They just have this six slab of buns and then you just tear them apart. They're quite good. But if you go to, I found a cafe, I think this time last year that sold them individually and they were like hand, hand, handmade. Oh, they'd be nice. Oh, they were to die for. Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> yeah, and, I'd like those. Yes. And they had a little bit of, I think, not only the fruit, but I think they had a bit of peel in them as well. Yeah. It was delicious. It was so yeah, good. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, absolutely. I could go on about hot cross buns all day, I'm sure. <laughs> you sound like you love Easter rather than Christmas, do you? Well, I'm a bit of, I am an avid fan of a good plum pudding. I will, oh, I will, with custard and mm. why not throw in some cream. But I love Christmas because of the food and the no guilt. Like you just, <laughs> You can you can go all out even for a couple of days and you just don't even care. You're not no. looking at the scales, you're not counting the calories. It's just the best, you know. It's all you can eat. It really is. I love it. I eat till you feel really sick, actually. Oh, yes. food coma, food coma, hundred <laughs> percent. And John, do you have a traditional Christmas dinner, or are you an Aussie Barbie kind of bloke? Uh, yeah, so usually, you know, by dinner, you're that full that you're almost rolling out. So, yeah, usually it's a it's a salad and, and barbie and something a little bit lighter, though, you know, and, and the old throw a, throw a shrimp on the barbie or we call them prawns, though. Yeah, a few prawns on the barbie, a bit of seafood and, and a bit of a salad after a, a huge lunch and a bit of a recovery. <laughs> I, I can't believe you've said that because my next question was going to be, have you ever had the shrimp on the barbie? Because... <laughs> It, it, it's so commonly spoken of, but then no one seems to have done it. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, 
It, it definitely is one of my faves. I was actually, um, funnily enough, thinking about it today because usually um, mum will like marinate some um, like some prawns in some like chilli sauce and stuff like that. And I was sort of thinking about that going, geez, I'm actually going to look forward to that this because I haven't had good, good feed of, of prawns and chilli prawn on the barbie. So, yes, absolutely. And I think I have to share for a moment my favourite thing about Christmas, other than the buzz and the vibe and the presents and, and all that, and as you can see, all the, all the stuff, um, yep. I, I love the fact that we really can get away with eating whatever we want and <laughs> don't have to feel guilty about it. And I'm, I hope a lot of people don't count the calories, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's illegal on Christmas Day. You can't count calories don't exist. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've all just got this free pass to to yeah. enjoy food. I think it's one of the biggest things about Christmas is the food that comes with it. Uh, absolutely. It was funny because um, my wife uh, said to me this morning, she said, oh, because um, we're at uh, her sister's uh, for um, lunch and my wife's a triplet and she has a younger sister, so four girls in her family. And there was the um, the list. Uh, it's the list of what everyone's bringing. And I'm sort of going through that list, just going, oh, my God, my mouth is almost watering. There's going to be so much food. And you're like, which one do I want first? And, you know, I've got to pace myself over the day. So, uh, yeah. For those that are, that are quite analytical, they'd actually, like if they knew what was on offer, they'd actually be writing, like even just mentally making a bit of a list. Okay, so at... 11 o'clock, I'll have this. At, at 11.30, I can squeeze that in. At 12, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> I can just picture a whole spreadsheet on the day plan of the food expedition, you know. <laughs> for sure, for sure, absolutely. Awesome. And tell me about your Christmas day. Do you have a lunch? Do you have a dinner? Is it the traditional meal or is it a barbecue? Well, it's not a barbecue. Um, we... Like I said, um, very Aussie. It's cold meat um, and prawns. Yep. It's always lunch. Yep. That's been for years. Um, and the beautiful embroidered tablecloth, the best china, best glassware. And, yeah, we sit around and have prawns and prawns and champagne. Wow. Very nice way to spend Christmas. Oh, fantastic. Also, other than the seafood, can I come to your place for Christmas? It sounds great. I don't like seafood. No, I'm not a seafood person. Other, otherwise, everything else about Christmas is on my list. Oh, right. Oh, well, you can't come to my place. That's all we have is, is, um, it's all we have is prawns and then we have pav um, or trifle and lots of chocolate oh. and, um, and vino. Oh, <laughs> bit of vino that's it that's the way <laughs> and you mentioned before about seafood in christmas day for you guys so are you the traditional christmas dinner or do you do the aussie barbecue what's the go here yeah we've definitely sort of moved away from the traditional dinner we're probably more of a lunchtime um now sort of lunchtime do the cold meats uh seafood prior to so yeah um the rest of my family, apart from me, obviously very lucky to live on the South Coast where some of the best country's best oysters are mm. around Marimbula. So they always stock up on plenty of oysters and great prawning around there as well. So uh, start with that. And then it's it's a lot of cold cold meats, cold salads um, that generally last them uh, a while. So, mm. yeah, there'll always be something warm um, on the table, but not as much as your traditional um, leg hams, et cetera, that, yeah. that used to be years gone by oh yeah did it ever <laughs> <laughs>
And Joe, would you consider yourself a classical, like traditional Christmas Day dinner, or do you do an Aussie barbecue? You mentioned prawns before, so mm. what's so no? We do we like I said, we do a fusion. So we have a breakfast, and we have you know banana bread and berries and bacon and eggs and all that stuff oh. for the ones that are here for breakfast. Yeah, because we do have a bit of a rotation these days because you know they've got partners and. <laughs> their families, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and then we all, we usually have lunch and I, my family were more all about salads, oh. but still with chicken and, yep. and those sort of things. But my husband's family, they're all about the baked dinner. Oh. So we have baked meats and I do a few veg for him. And then, and then we have all the salads. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm coming to your place. Plus the prawns, plus the plum pudding. <laughs> I know. That's it. I'm packing the car. I'm coming to your place. Um, I'm there. This is this. Can I have an invite? Is that okay? Sure. <laughs> Mind you, it costs me a fortune, and so I have to um really economise for the next month. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and how do you go with your leftovers? Do you end up with way too much, and you're eating for days? Or yeah. Yeah, but that's good when they're all staying, and which they are this time. They're all staying for three, four days. So yeah. Oh, great you'll have the mop-up team right behind you you know helping. Yeah. Oh my. I know, in, and I, we don't do anything much for dinner that night no nah, you so can't it's just leftovers so done. Yeah. wow oh my god I'm so coming to your place I can't believe it that's fantastic <laughs> it's it's funny because most like some families will do you know the hot lunch some will do heaps heaps do barbecues barbecues are super super popular like crazy yeah, yeah but but getting a bit of everything that, that sounds even better no, <laughs> I love it we used to just do the salads but then my husband protested and said I just really love the traditional baked dinner <laughs> love it okay okay why not it's Christmas he does the meat and then I'll just do the veggies and stuff. So. Yeah, good. <laughs> good man. He pitches in. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> and John, what are your goals for 2021? Yeah. Um, look, I think um, one of our one of our goals, I think, here is learning from this this year um, and just taking taking with it something. So not writing it off. I think a lot of a lot of people are, are very quick to go. Oh, you know, we really want to get this one behind us, and absolutely, I hear it because it's going to be um, for a lot of people. It was, you know, it's it's it definitely wasn't the normal year, and you know, a lot of people have been doing it quite hard. But I think from our point of view, it's a, a learning. So you know, um, what did we gain out of this? You know, what were there was negatives, obviously, but what were some of the positives that we can take out of it, and how can we use that um, in a, I suppose a um, a post-COVID environment to actually even better ourselves again. So whether it's the use of technology to stay connected a lot more or the use of, um, you know, uh, any of the other services around us to be able to facilitate, um, you know, being together without being together. So how can we take that and move forward with it um, and, and bring, you know, I suppose our, our learning into, into a new, fresh started year um, is probably something that is one of the goals and um, you know we're uh, definitely like as as an individual um, I sort of 
uh, I sort of think one of the things that I'm looking to, to do a little bit more of is be a little bit more proactive in the um, in the online environment in in regards with our webinars that we're doing and so forth um, to, and to keep that going like even though yes it was something that we did because of um, a, a situation that we'll put in with COVID not being able to visit people but I think um, keeping that going as well as bringing back in the the, the, the um, normal you know interaction with people but just keeping that element um, going as well because I think that was a, a great takeaway um, yeah, is, is sort of what, what my plans are for the next uh, next year anyway. Definitely. And I think you're, you're speaking, you know, like that's just what I keep hearing. Like everyone's kind of saying the same thing. Like we've done technology catch-ups and we've, you know, done Zooms and, and, you know, Teams and all this kind of stuff. And a lot of people are actually saying, let's keep that going. Let's bring back slowly and safely some face-to-face, but we're not leaving that behind because that brought great value, you know, to be able to connect with someone interstate or like this and, and so quickly and achieve so much, you know, like I think larger companies are looking at their sales team on the, that used to be on the road and actually mm. going, well, hang on a minute, <laughs> you know, $500 yeah. in flights, a few hundred dollars yeah. in accommodation, like the landscape's changed, you know, it really has. But for a positive, but also efficiency, you know, and cost and, and all that kind of stuff. And I think you're right. There's definitely, you know, it's been crap. <laughs> so many people yeah. have just, you know, done it really, really tough. But there's positives. There's definitely positives. And I think there's things that people have changed in their business. They're not going to change back you know, no. to, a, to a degree, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And like, even we see, you know, you know, the, the old one of, oh, I've got to get, you know, these six people in the room because it's the managers and this and that, and then we'll have a demonstration and we'll all think about it together. Um, and, you know, tit for tatting a number of days because someone can't get there or whatever. And with obviously, as you mentioned, the online environment, it's kind of like, well, they can be, you know, literally at their office in a total different area to us or, a, you know, total different state or whatever that might be. And just to be able to find, you know, an hour of time or a half hour of time is a lot easier than going, well, I've got to find the hour of time. Plus I've got an hour of travel. Then I've got to find parking and I've got to go back. And, you know, then I'm meeting somebody else and oh, do I have to push that meeting out and all of these types of things. It was just like, well, we can do it and we can still be exceptionally productive. And, you know, just because someone's not there face to face and you're literally sitting next to each other doesn't mean that the meeting can't be as relevant and, and as informative. So definitely, um, yeah, a, a massive one that we've seen uh, occur. And I think even certain businesses have, have accepted it as well, because I think one thing that we used to see is businesses of certain size would just expect you're going to be there. And it's like, if you couldn't possibly do this online. How could you possibly do something online? Aren't I important? And it's yeah. not that you're not important at all. It's more just, you know, this is a medium that we can use and um, be much more efficient um, and facilitate other people in regards with um, fitting in with the schedule. So, yeah, definitely a, a good one to take out of it and continue with, I think. Yeah, 100%. And I think, yeah, you, you've hit the nail right on the head, you know, bringing people from different places together so rapidly and and it just gives so much flexibility to the calendar you know for yep. everyone it's not just for you guys or the business that's offering the service it's it's for the the consumer as well you know b2b b2c all that kind of stuff and and one of the other things that i think has changed dramatically on, on the landscape is you know home deliveries like it's just mm. it's just normal now like it is mm. 
so normal. Whereas before it was a case of you actually, you know, you got up in the morning, you got dressed, you went to the shops, like it's, it's changed. It's changed mm-hmm. so much. And I can't see that particularly changing back. Like it might, No, it'll look different. You know, you've got now your click and collects and, and all that kind of stuff are quite happening in the, in the retail space, but yeah, but I was chatting actually to digress. I was chatting with someone from um, Texas the other week and she said to me that when they they were from Australia, they moved there about 18 months ago. And when they arrived and they landed in this little nice complex that they live in, you'd, you'd get home from work and there'd just be all these parcels at the doorways. Like every yeah. single unit had these Amazon parcels. And I said to her, I said, oh, yeah, we get Amazon here. And she goes, yeah, but no, but 18 months ago, that's what it was like. Before COVID, it was just, uh, that's the done thing. You don't, in, in particularly where she was, you don't go out and shop. Everything gets yeah. delivered, but no one touches anything. Everything's uh, safe and secure, obviously a nice complex. But, you know, yeah. you come home and there's your deliveries. You take them in and the next day you get yeah. some more. Like, wow, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It's 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 amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I think I saw something. I know it was twelve months ago. With it was, I think could have been Amazon and seeing that they were doing like tests with drones to you know bring things to people's doors. Like it's it's absolutely amazing that sort of thing. Yeah. So definitely, um, yeah, it's uh, I, yeah, it's 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 that's super impressive. Yeah, I saw one similar. It was actually I think they were testing drones for delivering pizza, like Uber, <laughs> Uber Eats via drone or something. That's super cool. I know. Imagine that. Oh, yeah, I'll have a a large Hawaiian, please. (laughs) Really cool. I'd love to do that. That'd be great. Yeah. Sure. And, Anne, what are your goals for 2021? Personal personal or business? Go either way. Okay. So, my business goals, because it's just only just kicking into the second year of my business. So, very, very new at this. Look, if I can make $1,000 a week, I'll be very, very, very happy. Yep. Got a business plan in place and working towards it. So I reckon that's a, if I can get that, I'll be really, really happy. Yep. It'll take a lot of work. But the best thing about it, when I made my first sale, I celebrated because it was like it was my work and it was all mine and I did it by myself. Yes. So I'll just keep on doing that. That's my that's my um, professional goal. Mm-hmm. Um, the other one actually is kind of professional. I'm halfway through a master's and I want to finish it and I can't decide <laughs> how I want to finish it. Do I want to do it in applied behaviour analysis? Oh, this must be so boring to everybody. Um, or inclusive education or what? Because, um, yeah, I'm just really passionate about managing behaviour positively yeah. and... Yeah, just can't quite decide which road I want to go down, but I do want to get it done. Yeah. Even if I don't finish it next year, at least the year after. Um, yeah. That's definitely one of my goals that I definitely want to tick off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be a lot of work, um, but it'll also help yeah. with, you know, my business. Yeah, good one. And spend more time with my husband, of course. Oh. And my, yes. most of my husband. My husband, my son's gone up and grown and he's got to go and live his own life now. But yeah. Nice son, Brian and me together. Goodness me, twenty-one when we met, and <laughs> and that would feel like yesterday. That that oh, would still feel like kids even now. Yeah. Uh, but um, goodness me, we're three years off sixty. No, you so, know. Yeah, 
truly. Yeah. So it'll be nice. It's always nice to spend it with him. That's one of the nice things um, at the moment. You know, I get to see him every day. It's lovely. Yeah, that's great. And Dan, what's your goals for 2021? Um, goals for 2021 are, uh, I mean, the, build on a little bit of that um build on 2020 and it's been a tough year for everyone just to try and maintain the status quo um as opposed to focus on a real growth period it's just kind of survive um and so 2021 is all right how can we sort of build on top of that um how can i think a lot of people have learned a lot from 2020 it's accelerated a lot of their knowledge it's accelerated a lot of the things they need to do in their businesses so from my perspective and helping the online space for businesses um, out there, the ones that have realised that it is a really imperative part to their business mm. um, and trying to help them realise that and to do it smarter and better, more effectively, and to realise that rather than just doing it um, for the sake of doing it, you need to do it and be able to see that it actually works uh, yeah. at the end of the day rather than just your profit and loss sheet. You can actually track it all. So a lot of my time will be help educating a lot of people in that space um, and to try and to, to reach more people. Um, you know, there's only sort of one of me and I love working with clients and we'll still do that. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm practicing what I'm teaching all the time and mm -hmm. at the forefront of it, but I'd like to be able to teach the people that, maybe want to do it themselves, mm -hmm. uh, maybe have the passion to do it themselves, or maybe don't need that full-fledged one-on-one support and done for them at the moment. Yeah. Um, they could do little elements of that and help them realise the benefits of all the different areas of, um, of online marketing, but obviously more specific specifically around the advertising and, and the messenger space yeah. as well. So does this look like a YouTube channel or some courses? What are you thinking? Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be a lot more webinars. Um, there'll be uh, there'll be some courses, but there'll be workshop focus. So it'll be live um, workshops. Won't necessarily be um, buy it and take it as um, as you go. Um, they'll get access to everything, but it'll definitely be more enrol. Here's a calendar. You can get along. Um, ask the questions live. I think people uh, this year has certainly you know the the um, growth of the online learning and people doing calls like this via zoom yeah. a lot of people are zoomed out and webinared out yes <laughs> so being able to um, have direct access to the person and get that personalization that they need and yeah. that'll be a really big key going forward for any type of business is a personalization yeah. and people are expecting to be treated as an individual so a lot of the teaching i want to be able to do in is going to be more focused one-on-one um, -on -one, mm. um, or one to a, a small group with yeah. the opportunity to learn from other people and ask direct questions mm. rather than one to, you know, dozens, hundreds, etc., all yeah. at the one time. So that's something that I want to be able to do because I want to be able to, I learn as much from the people asking questions uh, as they do from, from me teaching them. So being able to help them problem solve and work through the issues that, facebook and all other different technology can throw up yeah. um so be able to support them with that is is something i really want to focus on so yeah it'll be it'll be more workshop based and a lot more regularity to um some of those as well awesome sounds really good and mm. i'll be keeping an eye out for that myself to be honest yeah Great. 
<laughs> and Joe, do tell me what are your plans for 2021? Do you have big goals personally or business-wise? Yes. Well, I guess I do. I guess I do. Business-wise, I really want to... Um, I want to hold more workshops and things like that rather than, I mean, I had plans for this year, but, you know, everyone knows what happened to this year. So, so I would like to hold workshops and maybe even webinars still, but although I feel like webinars are a little bit, I don't know, I think we're all tired of online, but I thought I'd offer both because then yeah. it meets both needs. So I will do that. But I also want to be, um, I just, I want to probably not, I was working way too many hours so I actually want to spend a bit of extra time with the family so I'm trying to only work three maybe four days a week yep yeah instead of you know <laughs> whatever seven. <laughs> seven let's be honest yeah, seven. <laughs> so I'm trying to so that's my personal goals because we we sort of want to we want to do a bit of traveling as well if we can and well around Australia yeah yeah. yeah, so there's just so many things that we want to do. So, yeah, got to try and fit it all in. Yeah, oh, that's the hard part. There's just not enough hours in each day. There's not enough days in the week. We need know, more it's months. Crazy. It's crazy. Like, sure look at this. It's December. I cannot believe it's December. Where did the year go? And really, when you think about it, everything that everyone's been through, I actually expected probably around about April or May, I thought it was going to be a slow year. I thought it was going to kind of drag out. I know. But it's gone fast. Like, I think it's gone faster. Yeah. I, think, I don't know. Do you think it's, do you think maybe it is the Zoom and everyone's just gone crazy on the Zoom and and so we're, I don't know, we're actually meeting people and trying to meet people in person. Now things have, you know, opened up as well. Yeah. And listen, I think, you know, digital and technology and all that kind of stuff has been amazing. Like I was just actually saying to, to hubby yesterday, imagine if this happened in 1990. Oh, horrid. Absolute. Yeah. Like, no. so lucky, really. Yes. So we've really, and, and everyone's pivoted, you know, there's been so yeah. many changes in business and, and people have adapted and brought in new things and used the technology for their businesses, yeah. which has been fantastic. But it the amount of people that I speak to that actually say, oh, no, I'm keeping Zoom. <laughs> like, I'm not hitting the road because I can meet with someone, I can meet with all of the directors of something, come together and make a decision faster than I was before. And at much more cost-effective. Yes, yes. And I think also you can share your resources really well across it. I oh, know. I just, I love technology, as you know. <laughs> John, do you have anything in general that you would like to share about Christmas? Any memories or anything special that's resonated with you over the years? Um, yeah, like, I suppose, um, for, for me over the years, Christmas is always, uh, in our, our family, uh, especially is always been about, I think family and, and, um, and, you know, getting together as a family and, um, you know, sharing things, sharing. So yes, you've got the presents and everyone loves that. And, 
you know, all uh, you know, the kids and everything gets excited. But I think it's more that like the sharing the meal and sharing just some time and you know, being that it's Christmas, that you know, it's you know, it's a hectic time of year, but you know, that everyone can just take a bit of a breather because we've maybe got a few few days or hopefully some a week or so off that you can just um you can just chill out and you know recap and connect as a family. Um, you know, as well as with your friends as well is probably something that, um, yeah, is, uh, is something that I always think of when I think of Christmas um, is, yeah, just that, that sort of connection and, and getting back together as a family unit. Yeah, I think it's more important than ever this year. I, I think, mm. you know, this year everyone's been so separated and, you know, I, I think it gives that extra buzz to Christmas this year that everyone's going to be able to come back together and, and you know, see each other, that people we haven't seen for, you know, months and, and that type of thing. So this year I think it's got an extra special touch to it, yeah. Definitely, like that's one of the things that our entire team here at Microkeeper is looking forward to is just, you know, being that we've all been so segregated for so long and, you know, working from home and, yeah, you see each other daily on Zoom or, or Hangouts or whatever it might be, but it's more just, um, like I was saying to the guys, you know, the Christmas party, what are we doing and whatever, I think everyone was just super, super excited about being together. It yeah. didn't really matter what we were going to do. We could have done anything, but it was more just a point that we were all together and um, we weren't just like um, enjoying our own company sort of thing. It was, you know, we we're actually physically being able to connect and be back together as a team, as a unit and, and do something, um, you know, do something enjoyable together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, yeah, I just had this mental mental picture of, you know, if you had a Christmas party with your team but you couldn't connect face to face, you'd be sitting there going, This is what I've got. Look look <laughs> you know, like what, what's that? You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's 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 been a prime prime that we've been uh, allowed back. Yes, exactly. And anything else about Christmas that you want to share? Any fond memories, any little, you know, sneaky surprises or anything that popped into your life about Christmas that that we can talk about? Oh, I think um, this, I've always loved Christmas for a lot of reasons. Um, I love all the traditions that go with Christmas. They're not all Christian. A lot of them have to do with um, European traditions like the tree and the Yule log. I love the story of the Yule log, which is um, if you know anyone who's Danish yeah. uh, or anyone further up, um, further up toward the Arctic Circle, those 12 days of Christmas are because the sun never rises. Mm. <laughs> My son was in Iceland one Christmas. I think they had three hours of sunlight. Yeah. And so you burn the Yule log to keep it going all night and, you know, all 12 nights and sit around. People would sit around and tell stories. Oh, I love that tradition. They do that in Denmark and in Iceland they all give each other books so they can sit around the fire and read. Oh, it's just beautiful. I love all the traditions to do with St Nick. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, St Nick was a fantastic bloke um, and, you know, still exists in the world today. I think that's seriously cool and all the traditions about it. But lovely memories of, you know, being a little child, waking up early in the morning and the sunlight shining through onto the tinsel of the tree and <laughs> I still remember that. No, I couldn't have been more than that, four or five. And yeah. the tree towered above me. Little things like that, the smell of gardenias, the taste of mangoes and prawns, uh, the sound of Christmas carols. I love traditional Christmas carols. Mm. All those little things all come together um, 
between Christmas and definitely a time of peace. Oh, 100%. How relaxing is it? Like, I don't know about you, like it gets busy, you know, all these things that we do to prepare for Christmas, like right now, like I'm staring at the calendar going, oh, I better do some shopping, right? (laughs) And all, but all the preparation and then you get to the day and then everyone comes together and enjoys awesome food again. (laughs) guilt-free calorie-free like it's just it's just great and then you you got the the food comas afterwards you know (laughs) yeah yeah and that's nice it's really a time when everyone can stop and relax yeah um anything else Dan that you wanted to share about Christmas any particular memories that you've got or anything that stands out in your mind Christmas related oh I think it's just a great time particularly this year just to you know take steed of that we've got there um, for starters to the end of the year. You know, it's certainly been um, a tumultuous year from so many different elements and so many people have been affected in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I think um, sometimes we can be so go, go, go and focus this year and probably, uh, sorry, focus at this time of year, whereas 2020 people are still busy. I can still see that in people and wanting to get things done before Christmas. But I think the past year is sort of, force people to take a step back realize what's important to them um what they need to focus on uh how to enjoy the different parts um of their life and i think over the christmas and new year time um is a great opportunity to be able to do that so you know don't be i think everyone and um when we're business owners as well we don't tend to switch off um and i know it's hard uh yeah to be able to do and and it's one of those things that if you don't do you will burn out um we've all been there i've certainly been there and all i can say is like you've got everyone's permission to be able to switch off um even if it is for a few days people are in the same mindset um 2021 still going to come um people it will still be here um, nothing will happen between that week or so that you want to take off. So just take some time, make the most of the people around you, friends, family, loved ones, stay safe. Mm. Um, and, you know, it will refresh you so you can come back and be more effective in 2021 um, and everyone will be able to benefit from that. Yeah, I think I should go and look at my calendar again. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, but look, it's a it's it's one of those things as business owners um, that if you if you don't take that time to have a little bit of a break and to give yourself a break and your brain a break mm-hmm. as well, because we've got so many things throwing information at us um, this year, not only for our own businesses, but just in how we live our lives as well and how we could be living our lives for the next weeks, months, years into the future as well. So it's always another element that we haven't had to contend with before. So, you know, give it a little bit of a break, Um, you know, maybe give it some time to try a couple of new habits, Um, you know, maybe take a little bit of that, some time throughout your day just to do a bit of relaxation or even a meditation mm. grab a good book um there's a um a blog post i've just um published around some good reads um for business and marketing not everything really heavy related just some things that can help people refocus a little bit so um i've certainly got some audio books teed up and a couple on my ipad ready to go and and that will be what well, that will be the level of work that I'll be doing for a week or so, I'd imagine. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. I think yeah. I can take that on board. Absolutely. I'll, I will try. I will yes. try. <laughs> <laughs> <Please> try. <laughs>
Um, Joe, do you have anything else about Christmas that you would like to share? Um, I just think that probably this year we're just going to really all appreciate being able to see each other. I really hope that we don't have any um, lockdowns or, yeah, so if we can, it'd just be so lovely. And we are in Australia and New Zealand are so, so lucky. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just think we really need to count our blessings. Yes, agreed, agreed so much. And, and, and you're right, I think everyone's, uh, there's this extra special buzz this year about Christmas. I think yeah. it's just, it's, it's going to be amazing, you know, to be able to get together with family and friends all across the country and people, yeah. like flights are reopening. I heard the other day that, is it Melbourne to Perth or Sydney to Perth? One of those. Yeah, WA is opening up. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. I, I did hear it's expensive. <laughs> I heard that there's... It's always expensive. Yeah, yeah. But that's great. Like people are going to actually be able to travel and, and see each other and get together. It's so exciting. It is. I know, I know. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think that's probably my big Christmas thing is just count our blessings. Yes. Because you look at the rest of the world. Oh, absolutely. And how, you're right. We're so lucky. And I hope that everyone doesn't lose that sense of gratefulness, you know, like it, it's, it's so easy to lose. We're all going to get busy again. Life's going to get back to normal. I just don't want to lose that community yeah. feel. Like even, you know, someone down the road that you don't even know, you just, you know, pass them and say good morning. Like it's just been so good in that yeah, respect. Yeah, that's good. Especially I think in Melbourne, you'd be really, really appreciating it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining us for this episode. This episode was starring our wonderful guests, John from MicroKeeper, Joe from Expand Careers, Anne from Effective Behaviour Management, and Dan from Organic Digital. These guys were amazing guests on the show throughout the year, and I thank them so much for coming back and joining me for the Biz Nation Christmas Mashup podcast. So to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for your support throughout 2020. I wish everyone a Merry Christmas, festive greetings and a Happy New Year for 2021. Thanks for joining us for the Biz Nation podcast, proudly brought to you by Zinc Business Solutions, your home for micro and small business support. You can find us at zincbusinesssolutions.com.au. Tune into future episodes for more interviews, hints and tips to help get you set in your business. Until next time, stay safe, stay well.